Stone Gray of the Daily Mountain Eagles Political History Podcast. I'm Jennifer Coron, and I'm here with, once again, our esteemed publisher, James Phillips. I'm glad I could fill in yet again. <laughs> yet again. I, I'm, the, I'm the backup. Despite my promise that we didn't want him to do this very many more times. Uh, but that was in a simpler time before... Um, the world turned upside down, which is, I think, what I've decided we should call this episode. Uh, Drew's not here, obviously, because a lot of you guys know Drew has a business, and his business has been affected, as many other businesses have been affected by the uh, the coronavirus, the business shutdowns and things like that. So we were actually supposed to do a recording last week, and that was the day that the uh, Governor Ivey's order came down. And so we, we put that off. Well, and Drew's also a lame duck mayor, so he's got um, he some had, things to handle in Cordova mm-hmm, with all this going on also. Right, and he had to decide about um, just everything, the departments, you know, paying bills. I've noticed that the water and gas, there's a sign, you know, you're supposed to use the drive through not the actual thing. So, yeah, he had he had multiple responsibilities going on that day. Um, but we're here because what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> this is This is what is changing everybody's lives right now. Um, and I think we wanted to talk a lot about how it's changing the paper and what we're trying to do, um, to help our readers through this time, because we have been moving in the direction of you calling us a media company for a few months now. I mean, maybe close to a year. Right. But it didn't start feeling that way really until probably the past week. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. Um, we uh, we've been doing things differently. We have been, and uh, you know, we've we've really focused on our online edition and social media, and still the print edition too, uh, because we've got so many different groups of people who look at our content. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got an older crowd, and I think more of a younger crowd than what people like to believe that still look at the print edition mm-hmm. every day. Um, but then we've also got people who they only look at it on their phone or they only look at it when they're at work on their computer. And so one thing that we've tried to do through this situation is to be sure that we're getting information out as quickly as possible because it's fluid and it's changing. Hour you know, to hour. Yeah, every hour something's different. Um, so we're trying to get that information out like business closings and, and um, you know, church services and all those things that people need to know about that they're used to doing in their everyday life. Uh, and I think we've done an excellent job. I uh, was in the middle of actually typing out an email to our newsroom uh, when you guys called me in here to, to record. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to congratulate everybody on the job that they've done and to just kind of keep their heads up and keep moving forward. Uh, because I think that we've covered this as well as any small town newspaper could imagine covering it. You know, we uh, we've got an updated site on, on the website. There's an updated space just for the coronavirus stories. You know, and, and those stories are are um, not behind the paywall, right, which so a lot of national media had kind of done, and we followed their lead there. Right. So they're free for anybody. Uh, you don't have to have a subscription to be able to see that. Um, and we've just tried to. Uh, put a lot more out on our social media pages, especially our Facebook page, uh, where typically we wouldn't be putting uh, other people's posts. We've done that a lot with people who are closing or people who are offering specials Mm -hmm. for seniors. You know, anything that we think could help the public during this time, we've started posting on our page. And then um, Jeffrey, our producer here, has done an excellent job of keeping up with the graphics and 
the numbers each day, uh, twice a day from the uh, CDC on how many how many cases we've got in Alabama, how many cases are here, and that sort of thing. And and people were a little confused by the map a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, map literacy, y'all. Yeah, we've had a problem. Take some time while you're at home just to familiarize yourself with a map right. if you haven't before now. We need to know. It's good to know. Our own county is something we need to know. Mm-hmm. It's good to know where you are in the world. And it'd be good to know your surrounding counties. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're looking at our map, we didn't have the names on there because mm-hmm. we thought people would know that. Um, and our then mistake. You add the counties on the map with the counties on the list. And that's our total number in the mm-hmm. state. Um, uh, we probably should have explained that a little better to start with, but now we. But got that it. was uh, so we're updating that as often as they update it. So it's been at least a couple of times a day. Yeah, right. Uh, we also had a request from a lady on Friday, and I imagine this will this will happen at some point uh, about all the special shopping hours for seniors. You know, they were like. That's a lot of information I would have to gather from, you know, three or four different articles maybe. Could you maybe do, like, she used the reference of, like, a football schedule. Right. Um, and so I know that's something that we had we had talked about Jeffrey was going to get in the works, just something we could pop on the social media more likely. For seniors, it would be more helpful if it could be something printed, like an ad or something. Well, there it is. Um, so really just trying to be responsive and right. thinking, what do people need? And one of those things was people don't need information 24 hours from now. Uh, People needed information instantly. And so when articles were written, we were already kind of moving in that direction, but it became almost like the rule. Finish a story. Hopefully somebody looks over the story in editing terms, and then it goes up. Right. Because they need to know now, not tomorrow morning when the paper comes out. And I I caught a little flack from that from even some of our employees Mm -hmm. thinking that, well, the the printed edition won't sell as well because we're putting mm-hmm. it all out there um, on the site. But honestly, our printed editions have been selling better since this happened because people want information. And that's something that I'm trying to get out to our advertisers because a lot of people are not wanting to advertise right now mm-hmm. just because it's such a question mark. Right. But people are looking at our stuff more than they've ever looked at it. Uh, and whether that be the print or the digital or social media, it's on fire like you know that we can't help that people want information so really it's a good time to advertise it's just are you are you scared of what's going to happen or can you do it because you don't know what's going down the road and i understand that we're in the same boat and the print edition itself um traditionally you know you have the front and the jump is local content we have like the business page we try to get local content lifestyle so there's certain inside pages but there are so many stories that one front just won't do. Right. And so these days when you're picking up a Daily Mountain Eagle, you're probably getting sometimes eight, ten local stories in an edition, which oh, was yeah. unheard of before all of this. Yeah. Um, because we just had to just churn out as much as we could. And then they can't off it on the front. So it's really the product itself is more local than it's ever been right now because it needs to be right because it's happening on a very local level the only thing i can compare what we're doing now to is is what we tried to do in the aftermath of the tornadoes but we weren't as digital then because mm-hmm. that was what nine years ago yeah so uh we weren't near as digital at that point but we we covered that kind of the way that we're covering mm-hmm. this and we and we you know like we want to tell people the stories of what's happening and let people know the information but we also want to be some sort of source of hope, too, mm-hmm. in, in tough times. Which 
I know the media, we've all talked about it, is getting a lot of flack in this scenario of, you know, trying to get people all scared and, you know, try to make a buck off of it. I'm not sure what they think the media is trying to do. But I know what it feels like in this office. We're about as scared as any of the rest of you are. Right. We want information as much as anybody else does. And so we want to be here. Some of us aren't even here working in the office anymore. That's kind of an individual decision because we had to have a meeting like everybody else. And you told us, you know, how if you feel more comfortable being at home, then, you know, feel free to work from home, that kind of a thing. But you still got to go out and take those pictures. And so that's a lot of us. That's what a lot of us are doing. But we're looking for things like uh, the nursing homes. I wrote the story on what nursing homes are doing right now to keep their residents connected to family since they can't have visits. Um, I'm trying to think of some of those, some of the, beyond just this is closing and this is what the numbers are. Right. Uh, the feeding program, I guess, is another great example. The fact that, that within, you know, the first day or two people are meeting and then trying to figure out how do we feed people. Uh, and so we were trying to get that information out. And, and so trying to be, um, when we to shine a light on those positive things, right, the people that are working hard, even potentially at the risk of their own health right, at some point. Right. And that's what I was going to say is that we're looking, anybody who knows of good things happening through this, people who are helping other people, um, even, you know, what we might consider silly in most days is how are, how are families surviving, being mm -hmm. together and that sort of, what all are you doing, you know, to mm -hmm. pass the time when you're used to your kids being at, at school right. and you being at work and that sort of thing? Or um, how are you connecting with people? You talked about the nursing home, but just normal people, mm -hmm. how are you connecting with others when you can't go out and hang out and that sort of thing? Like that has been a struggle for me. You know, I'm fairly social mm -hmm. um, and I'm just used to being at different things. And now there are no things. Yeah, there's no things to be at. And that's a that's a tough thing, even though it's been a week. Mm -hmm. you know? um, so how are people adjusting their lifestyle to to what we're having to go through right now? Right. And there's a lot of uncertainty with it, and we're trying to get answers, you know, as answers become available on what's going to happen next and and that kind of a thing. Um, well, the good thing is, too, that we've built such good relationships, like, um, you know, you with the sheriff's office or Ed with the Marble County Commission. Like, we, we're constantly in contact with people here locally. Uh, and then our newspaper has a really good relationship with our legislators. Right. And so we've been in contact with Greg Reed and Connie Rowe um, throughout the situation, and they've uh, updated us on when things were happening. I got a call from Greg Reed before uh, the announcement when they were mm -hmm. shutting down the restaurants and that sort of thing, uh, just so we would know about it and know about it ahead of time. Uh, so having those relationships helps us to be able to give our readers the most updated information uh, and the most accurate information that we can give them. And the media itself. Uh, so the governor... Um, I think kind of shut down her press conferences. Um, you know, we're getting the press releases and there's a video. So they're doing a video that's being shared. But what you think of as a traditional press conference of people coming in, that can't happen because of the CDC guidelines and things like that. So uh, the, the Open Meetings Act, you know, which normally um, you would have to have a quorum, I think, in one place. And then you can maybe do some teleconferencing or something, but you have to have a quorum in a physical place. Well, a lot of that's out the window right now because you're in an unheard of uh, state of emergency. So um, certain government meetings can take place with everybody in different spaces, uh, which obviously means the media is 
uh, I don't know, do we have to be allowed on that teleconference or something if, if it's like a, a government meeting? From what I've read, uh, they definitely have to notify us that they're, that they're doing that. Um, and then it's my understanding that we would be allowed to be on it. What, however, however they're going to do it, whether they're using a Zoom mm-hmm. app or they're using Skype or whatever, uh, that they would provide us with that information. Too, and we so have we to get a transcript, I think. Right. That was in there. We have to get a transcript. So, um, And we're also um, essential. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. Which is a question we had on Friday afternoon. If, yeah. if everything gets shut down, do we are we allowed to continue working? Right. I was in contact with the Press Association uh, on Thursday of last week talking about that sort of thing. And they, they sent a letter to the governor's office. Um, and then I actually forwarded that letter to Representative Rowe, and she contacted back to us that we were definitely, all media were essential. And mm-hmm. so if something is a little more harsh quarantine than what we're in right now, uh, we'll still be able to get to work and, and to provide people with the information right. they need. Well, because that's always the job, but it feels like in an emergency like this, the job feels like more than a job. Right. It feels like. I mean, people honestly need to know what's happening. Right. And for once, they can't be out there, most people, seeing and asking these questions and finding out, you know, where do I go to get food and, and, you know, that kind of a thing. So we have to be that. Right. We have to be that. Right. Because there's no one else to do it. That's what gets lost in the rhetoric of the media. You know, um, people talk about the media all the time and how this has been sensationalized or or whatever but when you look at the media there's a lot of different types and I I wrote in a column last week that we're local news Mm -hmm. and there's a big difference between local news and mainstream media and that we're here to serve our community and we take that very seriously um, or we wouldn't be here Mm -hmm. you know we're not doing this for the paycheck right Certainly not. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly no one is doing it for the paycheck. Um, But no, I mean, it's, you mentioned the tornado and it does, it does feel a lot like that. And it feels like this is something that's going to be happening long term. Right. And so. Like the tornado where we talked about the recovery. I think this is going to be a different type of recovery. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to see. And it's kind of like the recession too. Like it's a, it's just a weird mixture of things. Mm -hmm. But I think there's going to be a recovery uh, that we're going to have to cover and tell those stories, too. Right. And businesses are struggling right now. Like, I've heard from several business owners who, uh, if there was, I talked to one person the other day that said if there was a quarantine where they had to close for two weeks, there's no way they could ever open their business mm-hmm. back up again. You know, uh, and that's that's a scary situation for people. And this was a business um, that pays really well right you know uh, it's and it would not come back mm-hmm. um and then i you know i've talked to the car dealerships in town and they're they're struggling because you know they're people are being told to stay indoors well if you're going to buy a car you got to come out a lot to, yeah. you know um but they're doing things a little more out, outside the box too to uh, online and and being able to take cars to people and things like that um we've got a story on Eurozu and HTNA, mm-hmm. they're both shutting down operations because the larger car manufacturers are shutting down operations. And so there's no reason for those parts. Right. And so those people are going to be without a, a job for two weeks at least. Right. Um, and luckily, they have changed a lot of the, uh, the unemployment, uh, like the, the waiting period, mm-hmm. things like that. So people can go and apply today and get 
get their funds, hopefully, you know, immediately. Um, but it's just a, a really strange situation that none of us have ever seen before. Right. Well, and there are always exceptions, but I feel like, again, much like the tornado, you're seeing people, we are better than we usually behave. That's the only way I know how to put it. Like, our normal behavior right. <laughs> is usually atrocious. Right. But in times like this, you're really seeing people come forward and be the community that that you need right now right. because you're not going to get through this. The businesses aren't going to get through this. You're not going to get through this health-wise without people. Certain people are making sacrifices. Certain people are thinking about those who aren't able to help themselves, which is where the feeding program is growing out of, um, to know that some of those people may be you know, living paycheck to paycheck, and they may be in jobs that, uh, you know, when they get sent home, which if they're not non-essential may happen soon, they're not going to get a paycheck for a little while. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, then you got no safety net. Right. So, you know, trying to put these things in place for people who aren't going to be able to help themselves. Um, well, and I agree with you. I think people are behaving better for the most part. And, you know, unless you look at, at social media mm-hmm. and you still got some of those folks that, you know, I think for the for the for the majority of people, we're putting petty differences aside. Mm-hmm. We're putting politics aside. Uh, we're putting you know just our our own personal beliefs aside for the for the betterment of everybody, um, and and that's what we should be about. But it always happens in in an emergency right, situation. When you have to. You know, 9/11, tornadoes, things mm-hmm. like that. We we always come together. Well, and Jeffrey and I were talking. I think like so. Most generations, even before us, have not had to sacrifice for the greater good, possibly since World War II. Right. And that was an extended situation, and obviously there were rations, and, you know, that was like, if you're going to defeat what's happening in the world, then you have to come together, and the the freedom of your nation and other nations comes before your individual comforts. Right. And it's probably been a while oh, since it definitely has. And, an and entire nation has been asked to do that. And we've become a much more greedy society, not just mm-hmm. America, but the world in general. You know, it's just a much more greed-filled situation than it would have been in World War II. Mm-hmm. And we're used to um, everything at our fingertips. I was talking earlier about how, um, you know, we're complaining that, we're at home in a comfortable house mm-hmm. with food. Like, we're complaining about that. And we're, we're watching TV and reading books. Mm-hmm. Now, it might get a lot worse than that. Right. But right now, that's kind of the worst that it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think we should all take a breath and, and be thankful for where we're at, you know. So. Well, and for people who are wanting to do things, um, so there's that sign-up list, which has been published several times in, in articles, and that's telling you where the volunteer sites are. And that number is capped. That's very important. You can't just show up at these sites because in order to abide by the social distancing and that kind of thing, you can't have 10 people, you know, hanging out at the food distribution place. So you can go there. Um, you can support a local businessman. Like, yeah. support... A local business, uh, the ones that are able to do the drive-through and that kind of a thing, um, figure out which one of those that you can, you know, support and go do that. Because a lot of them, uh, they're not, We none of us were prepared for this. Their bottom line certainly were not prepared for this. Uh, and it's not over yet. We don't know when it's going to be over. Um, and it's just really important. Uh, and, and I like the thing that's been going around. 
small businesses always get asked to support, you know, ball teams or school fundraisers or what have you, you know, can you help us out with, with those kind of things? And the really good ones and the really local ones typically support those things as much as they're able to. Right. Um, and now is the time that, I mean, you just said it, if you don't pay them back in some way, if you don't find a way to support some of these businesses, businesses that you have loved forever may not reopen when all is said and done because they're not going to be able to. Right. So you, we should all be doing anything that we can do to help you know, as many of the businesses in our life that, that we feel like we need to be doing that for. Well, and I've talked to, like I mentioned, I've talked to several business owners over the last week, and everything that I have said to them is that the newspaper's here to help you mm-hmm. and to help you stay in business. And I, I also hope people remember that about us as well. Right. Um, to, that, you know, we can't provide news for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got a lot of employees and, and people who uh, rely on a paycheck. We've got 35 employees here. And so uh, we need the support as well, and we're, mm-hmm. we're thankful that people are buying the newspaper and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it, you know, it helps us to want to come in and do the job when we know that people are looking at it and, and using it and relying on it, for right. sure. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's wild that a lot of things that we did, that we, it was going to happen some, at some point in the future, this just accelerated it. Right. A lot. Yeah. And it became a necessity because, um, you know, we're not going to be able to do business as usual. Nobody is right now. Right. So, so here we are. Um, And you're stuck with me instead of Drew. Instead of Drew. (laughs) Drew, uh, Drew is, I'm sure, at his, at his local business. I'm sure Um, he will find something to make fun of me about though. mm -hmm. Uh, He typically does, but I like to make fun of him too. Mm -hmm. Um, We're pretty similar in some ways. Um, well, what else can we say from from the media standpoint? Um, I mean, it's hard on everybody, man, and I think some of that has gotten lost. But, you know, my husband works in the grocery business, and it's been stressful times at our house. I don't care to tell you. Oh, yeah. Uh, so not everybody is staying at home, you know, watching TV and that kind right. of a thing. And I know that's not ideal for the people who are, but Zach told me when this started, he said, Jen, they're not going to allow grocery stores to close. Right. So it doesn't matter what happens. I'm going into work. And for the first three days, it's still not great, but for the first three days, I'm not trying to exaggerate, but it really felt like what it must be like to be married to, like, a fireman or a cop or something like that. Right. It's like a times of crisis. Yeah. Because he'd been there for 10 or 12 hours dealing with just craziness and just – beyond what they had ever coped with and he just came home exhausted right and and irritable <laughs> and <laughs> just it the whole uh you know world came crashing in on him in three days it it was phenomenal at I don't, what are y'all doing with this stuff like when this is all over y'all need to tell me because he said i have seen some people for two days he said i've seen them in, the, in this store five times right in two days yeah what do you, what are some of y'all doing with this stuff? I, he needs to know. I need to know. <laughs> what are y'all doing with it? Well, and you know, you talk about him working at the grocery store, and we don't think about people who are our grocery store employees, or the people who work at Dollar General, or the gas stations, mm-hmm. or you know, and and we do talk about fire and police and 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 medical, and they're all out there too. Like it's just a. Uh, 
there are a lot of people who are, are keeping us surviving right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm sitting around watching movies uh, over the weekend. We went for a hike just to get mm-hmm. out of the house because I've got five kids. Mm-hmm. And I love my five kids, mm-hmm. but they will drive me crazy, mm-hmm. you know. And so you've got to get out or, or make there's something's got to be done, you right. know. Um, and so we've done that and tried to get out of the house. And I'll, I volunteer to make our grocery runs. <laughs> that's that's how I'm surviving right yeah. now. I will go to Winn-Dixie or I will go to Sons, you know. Um, so, I, But it is. There's a lot of people um, that don't normally get the credit because you just think, you know, it's a somewhat low-wage job. You think anybody can do it, that kind of a thing. But you're seeing in a crisis, I mean, when push comes to shove, right? Uh, these people are being deemed essential yeah. to the society continuing to function. Right. And they have to be um, concerned because they're dealing with more of the public than mm-hmm. anybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, because that's, that's the yeah, only Yeah, there's no protocol. Like, Zach isn't going in with a mask or anything like that. I mean, they're operating with the general public just as they normally would. Right. So, um, you know, and he works in Jefferson County, so that's been the hot spot of where this whole thing is happening. So right. he told me, he said, Jen, if somebody's going to get it, I'm probably going to get it, and I'm probably going to bring it home. Right. Like, yeah. this was just up front. Well, but, I'll, I'll interject on that point. You always, and I saw this on Facebook last night, that there's always this talk of every time a people start talking about the minimum wage rate, the minimum wage going up or things mm-hmm. like that, it's kind of like a perception. People look down on those jobs. Those jobs are keeping our country running right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Tell me again, they don't deserve it. Right. And the truck drivers, man, um, which my family had a business, never a trucking business, but, you know, um, I feel like I came from a family of truckers because they had log trucks and that kind of a thing. Right. But truckers right now, the reason you're able to go to the grocery store five times in two days is because those truckers are out in the road bringing these products to the warehouses and then bringing them from the warehouses to the grocery stores. If they weren't doing that, then there would be nothing to go to the grocery store for. Right. Um, and obviously people know about the drive throughs and stuff like that. There's, you're having to kind of think of different ways to do for the truckers because they can't walk into, you know, a fast food restaurant, get their food, and you're not allowed to walk up to a drive through Now, I, th- I think a lot of uh, drive throughs are maybe kind of bending those rules now, but initially that's what was going around, you know, be aware that, you know, these guys, where are they going to go? There, You know, there's no place open for them, right. you know, just to even get food and that kind of a thing. So. I did see a drive through uh, here locally that had a guy walk up to it, and it was did a strange he? sight yeah. to see somebody just standing at the window. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did do that, mm-hmm. and he was he was a trucker. He had parked back behind the place mm-hmm. and walked up to it. And shout out to the teachers too. While we're 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 throwing around, especially my teachers in Cordova. I, I did an article on this, and I'm sure it's happening with other teachers. They're just not in my orbit. Teachers who could just be sitting here because I mean the school system sent you home, right? Um, you sent home a little packet or whatever you were able to do, you know, before the school shut down. These teachers are going above and beyond, man, oh, to yeah. share resources, uh, to do story times, to um, to let people know, you know, virtual field trips you can take and that kind of a thing. Uh, you really see the passion of teachers, which we talk about a lot, but you really get to see it in action because it's not just in a classroom setting anymore. You really get to see how much they're loving these kids and they're and they're 
as upset as anybody that they're not together right now. Right. I've seen a lot of story times on Facebook just on mm-hmm. my news feed from, from teachers who I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. And um, to see that and to see, like, um, my kids play soccer at Jasper High School. The girls' soccer coach is sending a, a text out every day to the mm-hmm. girls saying, hey, I miss you guys, mm-hmm. and, and giving them things to do that they can do at home. Right. Uh, the football coach is sending my son, here, do this each day mm-hmm. so you stay in shape. Uh, and that's the things that they don't have to do. Mm-hmm. You know? No. I mean, like I said, they could have totally gone home for three weeks or ever how long this portion of the shutdown lasts and just left it at where it was that Friday when they all left school. And, I mean, you know, that that would have been fine. I right. mean, you know, it's not like they were going to be in trouble for that. They could have done that, and they're not choosing to do that. They're right. choosing to reach out every single day to try to be helpful to do what they do right because um i guess it's a little bit like us like with writing and just whatever it is that you do if you're called truly called to do it people can't tell you not to do it right yeah you're gonna do it you can't you know like if somebody told us not to ever write to put thoughts on paper ever again in our entire lives or that we're never gonna get paid to do that for our entire lives we wouldn't quit doing that Right, we still that's do part of what we do so these teachers they want to teach, man, and they can't have a classroom right now, so they're just going to keep doing it yep. however they can do it. So, um, Well, Jen, can you think of anything else that so we haven't covered? No, we've, uh, we just wanted to put some content out there, let everybody know where we were in case you're not aware of what's going on on our Facebook page. Right. Um, let everybody know we're still working like hard. And the Facebook page, yeah, we're still here. Um, um so what else do we have? We have an Instagram page, an but Instagram really right page. now Facebook mostly is where, Facebook. We is got where a Twitter, everything's happening. Twitter page, but we just put stories on there. We have the Twitter. Uh, mostly the Facebook is where they're going to get uh, up-to-minute updates and also mountaineagle.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're putting out a magazine in the middle of this, so at some point you're going to be getting a magazine. It should be here this week, and I, I, props to you. Uh, you're the editor of the magazine. Um, I think this might be the best magazine that we've ever put out. It's a good-looking magazine. <laughs> and it looks really good. It's got good stories in it. And we've got a variety of stories from, yeah. like, older people to younger people. You know, I think it's really a, a neat addition. Yeah. I proofed that in the middle of what felt like one of the crazier days I've ever had here, and that's saying something. But I took a break and proofed that thing, and I said that it may have been I was just really in need of a bright spot at that moment. Right. But I just kept flipping through and thinking, this looks amazing. The stories read amazing. Um, so whenever, whenever it gets put out in the world, uh, yeah, we hope we hope people enjoy that. I'd say it'd be out by the end of this week. Um, we don't know when we'll be back in this on the podcast feed. Maybe Drew can take a break and come come sit in with us. We had some great interviews. We did a string of great interviews with some people before all this started, and we right. thought we were about to start you know, just rocking and rolling with these podcasts. and a uh, string of great interviews, and then I walk in the door. And then the world com- nearly came to an end. They're coming. Yeah, yeah they they're coming. The oh, oh, for sure. They're coming. Um, and we're going we're gonna to have And we'll probably some do some interviews. updates like this from time to time, too, and talk to – it yeah. doesn't have to be me every time. We can right. pull in uh, one of the other reporters or mm-hmm. somebody from the paper just to update right. things. Um, I'm sure everybody would love to hear from Ed Howe. <laughs> we uh, may have to do it from home. That'll be our that'll be our long form podcast. <laughs> yeah. The interview the interview with Ed Howell. Um, but everybody, honestly, um, if if I could get one thing across uh, about our operation here is that everybody has gone out of their way to work as hard as possible to get the information out there, and that I don't I, I don't think there's any clue among our readers 
how much has gone into putting papers out over the last week or so. And it's a stressful time for everybody, but people have come together and are working hard, and that's all I can ask for. Well, and we always say we are a family, and we are quick to add that we are a dysfunctional family. (laughs) We are not a happy-go-lucky family and never have been. But generally, at times like this, even petty differences, you mentioned petty differences in terms of, there's petty differences in this office, man. Right, right. But you can't do what we're doing right now and and do those kind of things. None and of so, us like Jeffrey. I mean, he's the new guy. Yeah, he's hard to deal hey, with. Hey, I'm not the new guy anymore. <laughs> oh, That's yeah, right. We, we got a new advertising person. We have a person. new advertising person. Yeah. yeah. But I just sit in the corner and do my thing, and everybody yeah. ignores me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeffrey, we've been texting with Jeffrey. Uh, keep it. Jeffrey's uh, been the one. Did we mention this? That Jeffrey's the one doing the little map, the, yeah, the COVID nineteen yeah, yeah, map, and the... and everything. So uh, he's been doing the graphic side of it. But uh, but yep, we've uh, we've all been doing what we can, and we haven't. It hasn't come to bloodshed yet. Not yet. It uh, might. It might. Well, that's why more and more of us are working from home. I see. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, fewer <laughs> and fewer people are coming into this office. <laughs> Uh, because we're all stressed, and uh, if you all put us in the same roof right now, I don't know what might happen. But I haven't resulted into bringing weaponry in yet, but it could happen. Mm-mm. No, no. You wanted to do a nerf, a nerf gun thing, or no? It was uh, paintball. paintball. You wanted to do paintball. Yeah, as a yeah. team building exercise. We probably won't do that right now. No, it was good. We didn't do it back then. <laughs> or I've thought about, I've thought about the axe throwing that people are doing too, and that's probably not a good idea right now either in no. this, this situation. No. We're too cracked for all that, man. Yeah. Team building exercises don't don't work <laughs> in this environment. Um, but we'll be back when we can be back. Um, certainly, the season's going to continue at some point when things when things settle down, um, and we may be back even before then just to give you a little update. So, stay with us. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you're social distancing, um, and we'll be with you as soon as we can. Left on Red is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2020, Daily Mountain Eagle.